And welcome to the Voice of a Lion. I am Clay Schroff. And I am Michelle Schroff. And together, with an amazing guest, we are the Voice of the Lion. And we hope that it inspires you, gives you guidance, and you find strength in the journey and the stories of those that we have on. Now, Michelle is not only my co-host, but she's my gorgeous wife of 24 years. She's the mother of our 10 children and the best Mimi in the world. She was voted Mother of the Year by American Mothers Incorporated. She is the director of Zoe, which is a nonprofit that empowers and equips women that find themselves in abusive situations, poverty, and incarceration. She's an amazing public speaker, empowering those around her. She's a life coach, a mentor, and she is the blog author of runmama.run. Clay is not only the most adventurous husband, daddy, and papa, he is a veteran of the United States Air Force, specializing in security and law enforcement. He is currently the top producer for Larry H. Miller Automotive Corporation, director of Aspen, a nonprofit that positively impacts the family, and he is also a mentor, life coach, and a dynamic public speaker. We are so excited to hang out with you for the next 30 minutes or so. Welcome to the Voice of a Lion. This is our very first podcast, and we are very excited to have a dear friend of ours, uh, Brian Cologne, who is our state auditor. Um, but I want to make this clear. We didn't invite Brian on the podcast because he's our state auditor. Um, we met uh, probably about two years ago, Brian. Yes, sir. And uh, you, since that time that I've actually got a chance to meet with you, Every time I see you or have an invitation from you, you're doing something for our community. And uh, that's a positive thing. You know, you, you, you don't just, you don't just, uh, you just don't get your politics done with telling us what you're going to do. You're out there doing it and your actions speak a lot louder than your words and our community feels it. So that's where we're at. Tell us, tell us what the next step for you is in our community. What are you doing right now? What's on the horizon? Well, Clay and Michelle, it's great to be here. You are two individuals I admire deeply, and uh, you are a phenomenal example of setting leadership, not just in the community with the work you do, but in the home. Uh, raising 10 children is uh, a phenomenal, phenomenal opportunity to shape lives, and uh, I can't think of two better people to do that. I've met a couple of your children, and they are exemplary, and I know that that only comes with uh, beautiful examples in the home. Uh, and obviously that's what you provide both of you. And it's thank great you. to be here on voice of a lion. I mean, I am thrilled. Uh, thank you for the kind words. Uh, I have <clears throat> my politics, my life. It's all the same. Uh, I don't really have politics and my life separate. Uh, I live the best life that I can live. And that is a life of gratitude and a life of service. And that's uh, not a campaign slogan. It's who I am. Uh, my 21-year-old my son will tell you that that's who I've always been. It's who he knows me to be, and I try and set an example for him every day. When you come to the world with the background that I have and uh, uh, on the path I've been on, uh, it's very easy to be grateful for every day you get. And it's, it's very easy to understand that you've got a debt to the community that you can never repay fully. But like I tell my son, I'm going to die trying. Mm, that's good. So take us back. When, when, if you were to look back in your life, who made the biggest impact and why in your life? You know, I had so many people invest in my 
in my success and in my journey. You know, I grew up like most New Mexicans, uh, Michelle. Mm-hmm. I uh, grew up in poverty. Uh, I needed every governmental program you can imagine to survive. Uh, both my parents were disabled. I had a father who uh, literally deteriorated before my very eyes. Uh, he had muscular dystrophy, which is a debilitating disease that ultimately takes your life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, Section 8 housing provided a roof over my head. The commodities provided food on the table. I can remember standing in the lines at grocery stores. And uh, back then, when I was a child, the support programs for people in need were not as respectful as they are today. Today, you go to a grocery store and people swipe an EBT card. You don't know whether it's EBT, whether it's debit, credit. It's pretty respectful deal. Uh, but back then, and, and Clay, uh, you might be old enough to know, I know Michelle is not. Um, but Actually, I remember ripping remember? the food stamps there you go. out. That's exactly right. <laughs> and handed them to the cashier. And that's exactly right. It was uh, any combination of food stamps and SNH green stamps and whatever we could use to help us uh, survive, we did. And uh, as a teenager, uh, my my father uh, passed away. And uh, so from that moment on, I was an island into myself. I didn't have a single blood relative in New Mexico, and all I had was a dream. And that dream really started as my father's dream. And that was a dream that I'd be the first in my family to go to college mm. and break the cycle of poverty that we had lived in for so long. And when you say who was an influence or who supported me on this journey, uh, there are just countless individuals and organizations that invested in the life I've had. And what I mean by that is, is when you don't have family, uh, right. you have to look to others for support. And I really did that. And as I sit here today as the state auditor, and someone who was the first in my family to go to college and graduate from New Mexico State University with a finance degree. And at NMSU, I tell people I was on the tenure track, (laughs) but it was the tenure track not for a professorship. It took me 10 years to graduate with my bachelor's, (laughs) but I did it. It was tenacity, and we stuck to it, and lots of people encouraged me along the way. But, you know, today in your studio here, I'm I'm, uh, the state auditor, and I'm 49 years old. And when I took office uh, in January of this year, uh, I was the age— that my father was when I buried him. Mm. He was also 49 years wow. old. Um, and so, you know, that's the lens I look through. It's a lens of gratitude to everybody that encouraged me along the way. It's a lens of gratitude to all the organizations, whether it was the Lions Club, the Seroptimist, the Optimist, the Kiwanis, the Rotary, the Elks Club, the American Legion, the VFW, all these organizations provided a path. And sometimes I acknowledge that and I embrace that path. And sometimes I got off it, which is why it took me 10 years to get that bachelor's degree and really meeting the woman of my dreams 24 years ago. Mm. And she got me focused like a laser beam. And, uh, and I got on that path and with her love and support and, and, you know, inspiring guidance. And she was able to see so much more in me in a very focused way that I finished that, that uh, finance degree at New Mexico State in three semesters in a year and a half. <laughs> I completed, this is amazing, and it's a little embarrassing, but it's it's just my story. And uh, in three semesters, I completed more credit hours than I had the seven years prior. And I, I worked full-time, and I took 18 to 19 hours a semester, graduated, went straight on to law school at UNM School of Law, and now I've been a practicing attorney for 17 years. And, wow. you know, my son is the best part of the story mm. because it's important that people understand that the reason that I have a lens of gratitude is because one generation out from that poverty, mm. one generation out from that Section 8 house, one generation out from the blocks of cheese and powdered milk, my son is a very proud Albuquerque High Bulldog 
who's just finished his third year on a presidential scholarship at George Washington University studying biomedical engineering. Wow. One generation out from poverty. Mm. So it is very easy for me to invest in young people, to embrace young people, and help them get from where they are today to where they want to be tomorrow. And I got to tell you, you know, I mentor countless young professionals and young people all the way from high school to mid-career professionals uh, and use every single asset and resource I have to help them get where they want to be. Because I know this didn't happen in a vacuum. I get to sit here today not having worried about a meal for a very long time Mm. and getting to serve as state auditor of our beautiful land of enchantment. Mm. I didn't do that alone, and it didn't happen in a vacuum. So many people invested. So for me, people say, how do you mentor all these young people? And I'm like, look, it is easy when you're passionate about Mm -hmm. it. You know, I start my days at 5 a.m., except on Thursdays, in which case I have a men's group that meets at 6, and I got to turn the coffee on by 5 because 30 to 40 men show up to become the best versions of themselves Mm. they were created to be. And so that means I got to start the percolator at 5 (laughs) o'clock. Right. (laughs) So Thursday mornings are my early morning. As we sit here today, I started the day at 4 o'clock and and have had a phenomenal day, and it won't end until about 10 or or 12 tonight. Wow. That's great. Well, you know what I hear from your story is is that no matter where you're at in your life, right? You didn't quit. The other thing I hear in that is, is that if, if one or two people took the time to pour into you and inspired you, and then one or two more people pour into it, we can change the direction of the youth that were, that are suffering in our streets today. New Mexico is so, such a wonderful, diverse place to grow up. And yet we're some of the worst ratings. 49th or 50th in most of the things that are dealing with children. And, and I, and yet I see people such as yourself and it mm-hmm. inspires me. And I hope that it inspires other people that if we all can just move in one direction, you know, it reminds me of the little boy walking with his grandfather down the beach and they're throwing star or picking up starfish in the, yep. and the grandfather's throwing it in. And the little boy goes, well, what difference does it make grandpa? And he says to this starfish, it makes all the difference in the world as he tosses it in the water. And for you, somebody poured into you, and it sounds like multiple people poured into you. And I find that the if you're in a slump, if you can start digging yourself out, there will be somebody there that has a hand down to lift you up. I couldn't agree more. And I, I think that that is the uh, focus that we all need to have. I mean, I think we we focus so often on the negative that we forget that we have the capacity to turn those negatives into positives. And I try and do that every day, and I and I particularly do it with young people. Uh, I've got young people now that work on Wall Street. They're in huge law firms. They're on the West Coast in the technology sector. Uh, and frankly, most of them uh, are young people who don't have two loving parents in the home like your 10 children have. Uh, right. they, they are in tenuable, uh, tenuous situations when it comes to food security, housing security, and uh, we're changing lives. And I just know that you don't have to be a mentor that puts in 50 hours a week into a young person to make a difference. Yeah. If you got 50 minutes mm-hmm. in a month, you can mm. make a difference. Well, and we even noticed just with our children, you know, an encouraging word of, wow, you're doing a great job. Or I see this in you. Just noticing something about that child that, you know, that they may need to be encouraged. And for us, you know, we have 10 children, six are adopted, four biological. And we adopted five of our kids from CYFD custody. And um, 
for us, we can see that building up. It starts foundationally. It, it does start in the home. I, too, I was the first person in my family to graduate from high school. You know, when you talk about the food stamps, sorry, I always tell Clay because he didn't use food stamps. Mm. Um, and <laughs> so I tell him when we would go to Ralph's grocery store, because I'm from L.A., and we would bring my food stamps. I was so embarrassed because my mom would always make me give the food stamps. And I'm like, man, can't my brother do it? Yep. And my brother would never do it. So it was truly embarrassing. And I tell them about when we go to the welfare office and how we were treated when we'd go to the welfare office, like we did not exist. And we felt like a number because, you know, they call your number, you go up and, you know, have to get things squared away for, you know, your cheese or Mm -hmm. your powdered milk. And just as a child feeling that I'm not good enough. And for me, it was truly a woman spoken to my life, one person that spoke in my life. So I, I, you mentioned all these organizations that came alongside of you. I'm blown away. That is amazing. That is so awesome. It's been an incredible journey. And, and uh, you know, I really do. I, I always tell my son, if you call them up now and say, what's your dad's kind of favorite saying? And, and I'm a huge Napoleon Hill, W. Clement Stone, mm-hmm. Zig Ziglar, Darren Hardy, you know, all the greats. Uh, and Darren's really the only contemporary out of that whole list. But, uh, you know, for, for me, I, I was a huge Zig Ziglar uh, fan as a, as a teenager and as a young man in my 20s. And I spent some time with him uh, before I really had the means to do so. But I did get to do that. And he really changed my life in a positive way. And he used to have some expressions. And I took one of his expressions and I massaged it a little bit and turned it into my own. But I took one of his favorite sayings and I, I, I adopted it to be my own. And that is... I tell my son that your success in life will always be directly proportional to the success you help others achieve. Mm. Mm. And I really believe that your success in life will always be directly proportional to the success you help others achieve. So when I reach out to all these young people, it has come back in spades. Mm. I mean, I, I am where I am because of the gifts that those young people that I've invested in, those organizations that I've assisted on my journey, and all those people that that I've been able to to guide along the way, it has enriched me. They may not do that support directly, but I'm a better man for having mm-hmm. supported them, and I'm a more complete human being because I've supported them, and that allows me to do what I do every day. The voice of a lion. That's right. Humility, gratitude. <laughs> so, if you were going to, if you were going to speak to the whole world. And you could talk to every single person, from the poorest of poor to the richest of rich to the most powerful people out there. And you were going to give them a one-minute, whatever you wanted to say, what would you tell them? You know, Clay, and I guess I am speaking to the world because I know this is the inaugural broadcast of Voice of a Lion right here in studio. And I couldn't be more honored. And what I would tell those folks is that, look, your current position in life doesn't have to dictate your future position in life. Mm. And I can assure you that uh, if you will maintain tenacity, if you will continue to not give up, if you will continue to fall forward, uh, which is what I've done in my personal life, it's what I've done in my uh, journey in politics. I mean, I'm the state auditor today, having received nearly 400,000 votes and winning with double digits in both a primary Mm. and a general election against an incumbent. Uh, That wasn't my first race, see? I won my first primary election, then I lost the general election badly. And then I ran for for another office uh, right here in the city of Albuquerque, and I lost that election. And within 60 days, I had enough people around me encouraging me and, and, and lifting me up that I knew that I had to fall forward. Uh, 
And I went from that local office to an office that serves the entire state of New Mexico. Mm. And uh, if I hadn't fallen forward, if I did not find that ability to be tenacious and not give up, uh, I would have just not been able to realize this dream of public service. And so know that there are people around you, whether you are aware of it at the moment, that will support you, um, that do believe in you, and that sometimes we have to listen uh, to hear those voices. And if we will receive it, it is out there. And if somebody's listening and they need that piece of encouragement uh, directly, my name is Brian Colon. I'm easy to find. Uh, it, it's spelled Brian Colon. Imagine going through your whole life. Talk about humility. Imagine being Brian, Brian Colon. Right. That's Without the accent. Well, That's exactly, what it is. Exactly. And in the old typesetting, you know, for, for most of my life, I've been Brian Colon. It's unbelievable. But it does make you humble. Upper, lower, semi. <laughs> I've got, I've got, I mean, I've heard them all. And then being a redheaded, you know, uh, freckle face, heavyset dude. I mean, I was a bully's uh, playground all oh, in one person. Man. So you get to be humble with those things. Yeah, but you're strong now. You are truly um, a lion in our life. As I look out on the people doing what they're doing in the community, the people around them, and truly the world, um, you were one of my first calls. And the reason is, is because you're, you're walking the walk. Um, and I've, I've seen the passion, you know, if you ever hear a, a lion roar, there's a, there's something powerful in that. And when you speak, especially at the events where lives are changed, I want you to know that the impact that you, that you show at these events, it, it empowers me. I know it empowers my wife. Mm-hmm. I know it's changing the community and we're very, very thankful. Um, there's a lot that can be said with, uh, everything that you said. One thing you said is, I never gave up, you know? And, and you also admitted that it's taken you a long time to even get that first degree. And there's life, there's things that happen. As long as you're constantly going forward, look where you're at right now. And you're truthfully in prime, mm-hmm. you're in a prime place in your life where it's not even close to being over as you continue to climb that ladder. And uh, some very good friends of ours uh, uh, hold you, the Perez's, hold you in super high regard and... Uh, it made me take a closer look at you and they're a hundred percent right. So we're just thankful that you're out in our community and you're changing the world. Yes, we are. We're very thankful. Um, Clay and I often, actually when Clay brought it up that he had called you, I said, you know, what I noticed about Brian is that when you speak to Brian, he makes you feel like you matter. You truly speak into people. You truly look us in the eyes and just really, I feel like, oh my goodness. I told Clay today, actually I texted him, I go, I think after reading your bio, cause you know, our interaction, I don't, you know, I didn't know you lost your father. I didn't. And I said, you know, his service record is ridiculous. I'm like, we can't post this on the website. It's enormous. <laughs> I was like, I feel you, like Michelle. he's like my brother from another mother. I can just hear your heart and see your heart. And the, not only just the, the words that you speak, but the things that you do. And I want you to know that it really touches us as a couple and as as folks in the community that want to follow in your footsteps, you know, with the organizations that we have, with mentorship and mentoring young ladies that are incarcerated. And we just, we, your passion exudes onto us. So thank you for that. Well, I'm grateful for that, uh, Michelle. And you should know that, you know, the lives that you and Clay live, it's mutual. Uh, it's, you know, my wife and I, uh, we wanted, uh, I wanted six children. She wanted probably three. Uh, we had one, we lost a couple along the way on the journey. 
which was very, 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 mm-hmm. uh, very painful. Um, but but God really blessed us with an incredible son. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I will admit freely, and if my <laughs> wife was sitting here, my son was sitting here. I got a little child envy here. I mean, I, I mean, 10, 10 kids. That's that's amazing. You are absolutely going to be taken care of in your old age. That's right. Um, and so so that's phenomenal. And and I would just say, Clay, that you know, you talked about climbing the ladder, and I think that we all have that analogy. Totally appropriate analogy. But I like to look at life a little differently. And for me, it's about going deep. Mm. And because I think that my goal uh, is that when my son gets up and, and gives my eulogy, that he's really able to say that my father, he led a life of impact, mm. deep impact. And he changed people's world and he made it a better place. And he invested in me and he invested in every person he met who was willing to receive that investment. Mm. And I, uh, I think that that's, that's really what I want my son to be able to say. And I'm, I'm, I'm striving for that. And, and, uh, in fact, it's interesting and it's, it's timely. I, you know, they always say, what do you want for Father's Day? Father's Day Mm. is coming. And I've unfortunately had a a string of funerals that I've attended lately and heard some beautiful eulogies. And I asked my son for the strangest thing in the world. And I said, I said, you know what I'd really like for Father's Day Mm. is I'd like at this moment in time, as we are here right now in 2019, I'd like to know what you'd have to say at my funeral in the event I didn't have another year left. Mm. And for me, it's a collision, right? Because right now, I, right now is when my dad left us. Mm. I was, he was 49 years old mm. and this would be the end of the line for him. And so I think there's that in the back of mm-hmm. my mind every day. And then having been to all these funerals recently, mm-hmm. incredible war hero from Cuesta, New Mexico, Mr. Gallegos, uh, this week. And as we sit here on the anniversary of, of D-Day, mm-hmm. 75th anniversary of D-Day. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know, having gone to that funeral recently and, and my dad always being with me, and uh, he, he is not quite sure how to take that Father's Day present request. <laughs> I think he was hoping I'd ask for some new socks or, or some underwear or a tie. But uh, no, I went straight for the eulogy. So we'll right. see what happens with that. Wow. Well, from all of us at the Voice of a Lion, uh, we encourage you to go deep, stolen. I'm going right. to steal that. I'm done. That's what did now he say? He's going to massage it into something else or right. <laughs> transform it? Well, you know what, Zig Ziglar, I'll tell you exactly what he used to say. He used to say, you can have anything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. And he said that a million times, and Love I'm a huge Ziegler fan, mm-hmm. and I can quote you his books. I can, and and I just, I always heard that, and it made a lot of sense to me. But it also seemed a little forced mm. because I don't ever want anybody to feel like, and I even in my own subconscious don't want to feel like I'm helping Michelle. I'm connecting Clay up mm. with an organization mm-hmm. that I know that he can support or that can support the great work that you do because I want something. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I just. I like to think of it in the broader scope, which is mm-hmm. I know that my success is going to be directly mm-hmm. proportional to the success right. I help others achieve. Mm-hmm. But it's just Zig Ziglar's quote stated a slightly different way. So from the voice of a lion, all of us here, we ask you to go deep and uh, do something great in the life of somebody else. Thank you. And this has been the voice of a lion. And I hope that you enjoyed today's guest. I hope that they inspired you, they motivated you, and you find strength in their journey and the stories that they told. 
If you'd like to continue to follow us, please go to voiceofalion.com.